0: Welcome back to the Divine Experience Podcast. My name is McKenna and we have a special guest today. This is Ryan Avila. He is a singer, a songwriter, a musician, and the lead vocalist and guitarist for a fucking awesome band called Anything But Human. Welcome.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so thank excited.
0: You for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm beyond excited that you're here right now. Oh, so. well, I'm
1: super happy to be here.
0: Yeah. So, I, um, well, first of all, how are you?
1: I'm really good. <laughs> I'm really good. Doing well. It's been kind of a. Like a rainy day. But yeah, yeah, we had
0: tornado watch and warning this morning. <laughs> it's been crazy. Yeah, yeah, really intense. I had a couple of anxiety attacks for a couple of hours. We were today. talking about that. Yeah, we actually had a really, really, really good conversation on anxiety. Um, I feel very like. Mm. I, first of all, you have a very calming presence, so oh. I appreciate you. And well, that's good. I, I that guess I'm good
1: at. I guess I'm good at fooling people. No, <laughs> well,
0: not. A, I mean, I don't know how you feel on the inside. You would express that oh you gosh. also deal with anxiety, <laughs> but your outside vibes are very like comforting, which oh. is good. Um, okay. But yeah, I appreciate you giving me the chance to open up to you about that and sharing yeah, with me a absolutely. little bit because absolutely. I think it's definitely something that a lot of people deal with in deal their lives. With, yeah,
1: I mean, this I mean, these days are just crazy. They're yeah. absolutely crazy. Especially
0: cuz like so much of our our lives obviously revolve around technology and ever since the pandemic happened, like so many of us yeah. like had such a huge shock of like being at home and that's nothing's really gone back totally to normal yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's weird. Um, I would love to ask you about like anxiety with your music and all that kind of stuff, but I first want to talk about how I even found you mm-hmm. and like what a fucking impact that your music made on me oh
2: my gosh um, thank when you. i
0: discovered you yeah it was amazing like when when i've gotten to to come into you having you, like your stuff in my life i was very grateful um i was opening for a show i was shooting a show that you were opening for called, mm-hmm. and it was the messer concert right the
1: messer uh what was it was it 2021 or was it i think 19- it was
0: 2019.
1: 2019. 19.
0: Yeah. Oh my Isn't that crazy? We've known each other for a minute. That's crazy. It's exciting.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we formed that year. Like oh, that wow. Was, we formed in, I think it was March or April of 19. Yeah.
0: I feel really lucky then to have gotten to like stumble upon you when it was beginning. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, I'm, I'm sure we totally sucked at that show. Absolutely like that not. The- <laughs> That's why
0: I'm, you were insanely talented. You have a miraculous voice like it blows my mind and i was shooting the show and i was just shooting all the openers and the moment you like open and started singing, my jaw hit the floor. And I was like, that is the goddamn voice of an angel. What does they say in Step Brothers? Like Fergie mixed with Jesus. Mixed
1: or... with Jesus or something. That's <laughs> Thank you. you so much. Wow.
0: That's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And so I was, I would just loved it. I looked you guys up. I loved your, your music. Um, obviously, you know, my favorite song is Arise.
1: Arise, yeah. It's
0: such a bop.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, talking about that show, I think, uh, I think, what was it? Mad Mexicans played that night. Uh-huh. And uh, who else played? Do you remember? It was a good show.
0: Yeah, it was good. I don't remember. I remember y'all, the Mad Mexicans and the Messer. show. I think yeah. that might have been it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. really awesome. I mean, that was
1: a fun show. I remember it was really cold that night. It was
0: very cold. Not yeah. a good time. I do not like being cold. And at in the, the end cold.
1: of the show, Messer had us come up and like they were doing, like he put on this green jacket. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> they were having these like, you know, like holiday theme song yeah. thing and, you know, Confetti just blowing up everywhere. Yeah, it was a party for sure.
0: I almost fell off a balcony that night. Did you really? Yeah, it was very dangerous. I, I at this point, was mistreating my body still to do anything for a great shot, <laughs> and I had these, like, kind of high-heeled boots on, which I don't know why I did that. Like, I only wear tennis shoes now when I'm shooting, <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be cute. Um, and I stood on this really unstable bar stool up on this balcony mm-hmm. to get, like, a perfect shot when y'all were doing that, and I almost fell, and it would have been, like, oh, wow. catastrophic. So, oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah. Thank God you didn't thank fall. Thank God I didn't.
0: But thank God i discovered your music that oh. night <laughs> so, it really means a
1: lot to me yeah
0: so okay so you guys formed in 2019 tell me about how that happened
1: 2019 okay so let's see here um well i had been in a bunch of different bands it's a long story um but i had formed like a solo project and it was just called avila oh that's I felt cool. so so cheesy like i was no. like man, uh i don't want to stick with this name I had my bass player who was in uh, my very first band from high school. He was my bass player in the band. And long story short, we found Joel. I mean, well, Joel saw me at a show at Trees, if you're familiar with that venue.
0: Yeah, I've been there before.
1: Um, he saw me play there, and I was the opener. I think it was actually opening for Messer. These guys have Oh, helped,
2: cool. You know,
1: shout out to Messer. They've helped us yeah. out a lot. But, um. Yeah, so he he saw me there, and at the time I had a drummer who was not really doing so great, oh. and uh, we were trying to make an album. And I was like, "Hey, do you think you can kind of play these parts just you know a little bit better here and there?" Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Dude, I'm at the apex of my skill level. I can't, you know, I can't." He's like, "If you're gonna need, if you need something better, you have to get somebody better." Oh I was no. Like, uh, okay, so I'm gonna look for a drummer and. Um, my solo band was rehearsing at this like crummy rehearsal hall in Garland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Chuck's Place. And um, <laughs> uh, I mean, the, this was like an abandoned, um, you know, hospital for children. Oh, wow. It was haunted. I mean, it what? was like creepy. Oh my God. And so I'm practicing in this little room with no windows this and no AC. This haunted room. Yeah. Oh my hot God. How to tell? Summertime. And a couple of rooms down, There's a band, and he's like, hey, man, I heard you're looking for a drummer. Well, my buddy Joel, um, he loved you. He saw you at Trees, and he thought you should have been the headliner. Um, He'd love to try out. Well, eventually he tried out. Yeah. And we just had this incredible musical chemistry Yeah, that I've never really had with a drummer. So it was like
0: a vibe when you played together. Yes, yeah. That's interesting. What does that feel like?
1: Oh, man, it's uh, it's kind of indescribable. It's like... um, it's like flying almost you wow know? That, yeah. I just got
0: chills that's beautiful yeah.
1: no it's like flying it's it's incredible every time we play I feel it I really do
0: wow that's so special yeah, that's and, great you guys found each other
1: I mean and really my life changed at that point when this band started my life changed because I've always been in local bands yeah. I've always been in all kinds of stuff and but when this band formed um my life changed and It was interesting that friend that was rehearsing, you know, a few a um, few halls down or whatever. He was like, um, "Man, when Joel gets in your band, you're going to the top, man." And I'm like, "Wow!" I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Just, just trust me, man. Anytime he joins something or gets involved with something, he sets his mind to it." going to the That's top. amazing. I mean, he must he, be a yeah, powerful
0: I mean, manifestor or something. Yeah, well, I
1: mean, he's just uh, a very driven guy. Yeah, he's determined. And um, that definitely is contagious. Yeah. You know? And uh, so him and I and our, our bass player Phil, we just have a, a, a goal and uh, and it's very, you know, controlled and as a business. Yeah. You know, and so I've been in a lot of bands that are not business. Yeah. And this one is. And um, I mean, we've I mean, we've toured all over the country already. We've toured Mexico.
0: Your tours have been amazing looking, like seeing the photos and videos and stuff and just like how much you guys are touring is crazy.
1: Well, we uh, so so far, the best one has been opening for Tesla. Are you familiar with them? They're from the 80s. I
0: discovered them because, well, I may have heard their music before, but I rediscovered them because... you had mm-hmm. been posting about it and talking about I'm going to be
1: honest, I didn't know who they were. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I, as, as soon as we got the gig, I was telling, you know, everybody I knew and pretty much anybody 35 and up knew who they were. And they're yeah. like, you're opening for Tesla. You know, they're like,
2: that's a big fucking Oh my deal. gosh. <laughs>
1: and, uh, and so I was like, yeah, cool, I guess. And our first show was in, uh, where was it at? It was up, it was in the Midwest somewhere. I can't remember, but it was sold out. And every show we've done with them has been so wow, well. and it's been incredible. I mean, you go out and there's two thousand people. Wow, yeah.
0: what did it feel like the first time you went out and there were two thousand people?
1: Um, well, hectic, anxiety filled. Yeah, I mean, so you, you do mean, get you anxiety
0: get, when you're playing oh, every
1: time. Every, really? Every, I get stage fright every single time I play. Yeah, I mean, like. I mean, you're backstage and you look around and you look to your left, or right. And you got guys kind of doing this, yeah. you know, getting ready and, you know, and everybody's hopping and, and, you know, getting, you know, doing what they do, doing, you know, jumping jacks and, you know, whatever. And uh, it, you can't if you have an anxiety issue, you can't help but get kind of like, oh, my god, you feel it. Yeah. And then you look out the curtain and you see a sea of faces. You oh, know? my
0: God.
1: But then you go out there and then you hit the first note and you start performing and it's. Melts
0: away. So that's what I was going to ask. Does it dissipate throughout the performance? It does. Does they, it turn into adrenaline?
1: Yeah, insane adrenaline. Wow. Yeah. No, I love it. I, lo- I love it. I love it just as much as I do writing and creating in the studio. Yeah, you know?
0: that's amazing. It, it's wow, what an experience. Yeah,
1: I mean, and so we've even we've opened for Bon Jovi back in it was April this year. Wow. I think. Oh, uh, I'm a huge Bon Jovi fan. That's are you amazing. Really?
0: Yeah, I used to listen to Bon Jovi all the time when I was really young. I would ask for Bon Jovi CDs for Christmas and stuff really? like that. Yeah. Oh my
2: gosh. <laughs> I
0: loved um 80s rock growing up. Like Did that. Really? That's a huge part of like I think my musical taste and stuff came from, like, like a huge Def Leppard fan, mm-hmm. um, loved, like, all that kind of stuff. I had, like, 80s rock birthday parties, and I was, like, 12. Did you really? Yeah, I was, like, all up in that shit.
1: Yeah, we, uh, man, opening for Bon Jovi. It Wild. was insane. Um,
0: How did that happen?
1: Our manager was like, hey, uh, Bon Jovi's putting out this um, contest, mm-hmm. and you submit your song, your video and your song. Yeah. And... You know basically he'll pick you if he wants you for that city yeah and there i think there was like ten thousand submissions or
0: what and you got picked
1: and i remember i was like i told my manager i was like hey uh i'm not even gonna bother with this like we're not we're not like a 80s sounding or whatever you know what i mean like i didn't think and um i just threw it out there and i didn't think anything of it and then like a week before the show We get this email and I thought it was like spam. I thought it was like a joke. And then Joel called me. He's like, "Hey, bro, I think uh, I think it's for real."
2: Whoa! And they're like, "Hey, you've been
1: you've been accepted. Like, you know, we want you to come out and play."
2: Wow! And
1: uh, we had like three days to get it together oh my and go God. out there and so we just jumped in a trailer and just, or jumped in a truck and trailer and just went out there. How did and, you
0: decide what you were gonna play? Like did you keep a similar set list to what you were already doing? Well they on only other allowed tours? us like
1: thirty minutes, I think. So we just kinda did our set list minus a couple of other songs that we normally play. Did you, you play
0: a rise at that one?
1: We did. Yeah.
2: It's the best. Yeah, we it's did. so
0: good. Please go check out Arise on Spotify by Anything But Human. It's like literally my most uplifting like power song. I listen to <laughs> it all us the time. Do some please,
1: please. Yeah,
0: go stream them for sure and I'm going to plug all your links and stuff in the oh, description so people can find you easily cuz you have such a, a great sound and and stuff. But that that's crazy. So when you got that email were you so grateful that you did apply since you were thinking oh God, of I not was, doing it? I was like, it. I
1: was seriously thinking that we weren't going to get anywhere with it, you know? Wow, that's yeah. just like,
0: that's why you have to always try. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just, it's so easy to be like, oh, well, there's no chance. And like, mm-hmm. but you could be literally the one like that people were waiting I know, for. I know, I
1: know. And um, I mean, I just, it, it was like a dream, you yeah. know, it really was. Uh, playing with tesla is like a dream every night we play we're going out with them next year oh exciting Uh, we already have a couple dates in january i think they're working on some more like some florida dates so exciting and um i'm trying to think of what else we have with them some other stuff in the works (laughs) but it's kind of like the stars are aligning a little bit that's amazing they should
0: be You, you have such an awesome talent and you have such a great vibe and i think that like everything should align for you. You deserve it. So.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so
0: excited. Thank you. So, you deal with anxiety before before performing. Mm-hmm. Do you and you've mentioned we were talking about earlier like, you know, that we both deal with anxiety like in our oh, lives yeah. and stuff. Do you find that other than performing, like when you're just playing or writing at home, that music is a form of therapy for that at all?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like that, that is my therapist. My guitar is basically, yeah. you know, when I have, and it's interesting because when I have anything going on in my life where I'm, like my emotions are like cooking, mm-hmm. that's when I'm writing. I can, I've never been one of those guys that can just sit down and be like, okay, it's time to write. No, this is really? the A minor, the G, you know, like yeah. I, I, it just kind of comes out. Like it just, it's almost as if it's just floating in the air and you're just a magnet and it just oh
2: wow it
1: gets you. That yeah. For me, that's how it works.
0: Yeah. So and, you write when you feel like really overpowered with emotion.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's when it, I like I cannot. It's not when I'm happy or I can either. It's like you're either in love or you're in depression or you're just your life is just coming down. And that's when the songs come out. That's beautiful. Know.
0: I write poetry and I, I do the same thing. I don't ever write when things are just like awesome, but yeah. like if I'm really struggling, it like helps me to rhyme it out like in yeah. my yeah. notes or something. Well,
1: I I started out writing poetry when I was a kid. I mean, that was, that was where That's this amazing. kind of evolved from was yeah. writing poetry and that turned into songs.
0: Do you have any songs that are from poems that you wrote when you were younger?
1: No. Um, because they're really not they're not that good i guess
0: (laughs) you could revise them yeah you know what i mean like maybe revisit like i just um i i had a a sad something i was dealing with in the summer and i wrote a poem about it that felt really powerful and then the that sadness kind of reignited in a different situation a couple weeks ago and i went and revisited that poem and i was like. Oh, I still really resonate with this, and I still went and changed a couple of things. Yeah. I was like, I don't like that word; I like this word, you know. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um
0: But that would be cool. I mean, I did... could
1: try it, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, I, I like I said, I started out writing at a very young age, and um, it's funny because when I was in, I think it was middle school, the school actually printed one of my poems. Oh wow! In <laughs> there, like uh, you know, it
0: must have been good then. Eh,
1: I think it was about like. I don't know Superman or something like That's it's lit. something, you know, like <laughs> just something, just random. And
2: cheesy. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: you know, we are all our own worst critics, so yeah. I'm sure they're amazing. And you're just looking back on it <laughs> with not as shiny eyes yeah. or something because you've grown so much in your talent. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, do you have a bunch of songs that you've written and haven't released that you're like keeping close to you, or do you release pretty much everything that you well, write? Well, I
1: mean, we haven't released an original song since 20. 20- 20 Mm -hmm. so i'm like i've got a lot of them and i think it's just because we're we're trying to like get better and better you know we want to there's like a bar raised from the last uh group of songs we put out so we want we want it to be better you know so um um i've got a lot of them yeah yeah quite a bit of them
0: oh i can't wait to hear them hopefully one day <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. did you take um like guitar lessons or vocal lessons or anything growing up or how did you get into the actual instrumental part of
1: um, music well let's see here man my life stories like uh or my musical stories. we can like start your, from the beginning if you want beginning. yeah okay. tell me how it started i'll give the uh, i'll give the um uh, the short long story. It doesn't have to be um, short.
0: I mean, I'm excited to hear the details.
1: Yeah. My story is like one of those novels that come out and, uh, go on the 499 rack <laughs> three <laughs> <No>! weeks later. <laughs> uh,
0: absolutely not.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I was, I've won, wa- I mean, this is going to sound just, you know, pretty just standard, but I've wanted to do music for as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. you know, like it's been, it's been something I've wanted to do. And, um, I mean, I used to get my friends together to, like, be in, like, a a fake band, you know, air guitar. What were your
0: fake band names? Do you remember? Oh, man,
1: I don't remember. I'm sure we had some pretty wacky ones. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, I remember being, like, you know, eight or nine years old and just loving it, you know, and loving the idea of it. Yeah. Getting into school talent shows and just embarrassing the shit out of myself (laughs) and just, like, lip singing and dancing. That's amazing. But I actually gave up on it for a while because in when I was in like the fifth grade, um, our school had this thing called Select Choir. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went out and I auditioned for it mm-hmm. and um, I didn't get in. Mm-hmm. What happened was they were like announcing it over the intercom and all everybody, it's a small school in mm-hmm. East Texas, everybody kind of knew what was going on and who mm-hmm. had auditioned. And um, they announced it over the intercom and gave all the names who had got into the choir and they didn't announce my name and i'm all all these boys were like
2: ryan try it out he he can't oh. sing ryan can't sing you know and it like was a oh, big God. impact
0: on you i was like you
1: know i didn't even try for yeah. anything you know what i mean like <laughs> i didn't even try um but uh and deep down it hurt my feelings yeah. i was like i was like i can't sing i guess i didn't make the choir
0: little did i missed know. my
1: missed my big break here oh
0: my gosh you know yeah. but um
1: and so for like five years i didn't I was like any time anybody was singing they asked you to kind of speak up and sing I was like I can't sing you know no! like that's yeah. and uh but um you know I think I was like 15 years old and that's when it started like I went I was going to this church that um my parents were taking me to my ex stepfather oh god was taking me to this church and they would have these things called specials they would allow people to come up and sing a special every Sunday mm-hmm. And I went ahead and did it, and um, I remember being so nervous. I was like shaking like this. Yeah. I get up there and I sing the song, and I look out and there's people crying. They're like wow. there's a lot of just like like that. And I was like, I didn't understand it. And I was like, I can't sing. What are they? What are they doing? You know what I mean? Like, oh my god. And all these people came up to me afterward, and they were like, hey. Um, you have something, and I want you to sing every Sunday, if you will, you know what oh. I mean, And I was like, I was like, they're just trying to be nice to me, you know what no. I mean? like they're trying to kiss my ass because they feel sorry or something.
2: Oh my God.
1: and um, but I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll sing every Sunday, whatever, yeah. you know. And so I did. Um, and then eventually, uh, the sound man at the church gave my mom a tape. Mm -hmm. it's showing my age now we actually had cassette tapes (laughs) you know and uh he's like hey show this to ryan this is his recording from his solo today and my mom was like tried to sit me down she's like hey ryan you know uh you should listen to this you you might be impressed you might like it and i was like i don't want to listen to it you know yeah i I just i refuse because what if these people are really blowing smoke up my ass and You know,
0: you just refuse to believe it. I was
1: like, no, I, I," you know, because until you actually hear your voice, like Mm -hmm. you don't really, it's kind of hard to tell. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And um, I eventually sat down and uh, listened to it. It took a while, but listened to it. And I was like, okay. All right. You know, I, uh, this is. I accept this
0: I'm not terrible like I, I, I actually great. that's
1: where really where the journey began for me because and yeah. it became it began with just a self um confidence yeah. you know and that's been kind of the you know that's been that's been what's what's had me going still yeah you know? like I've wanted to quit a bunch of times. I was telling somebody the other day I've wanted to quit because they were asking me like what's your advice you give to like musicians to you know to stick with it and keep going. And I can't take a lot of credit because it seems like on this journey I've been on, uh, any time I've wanted to quit, it pulls me back in. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's I, like I no, this is your destiny. I can't explain <laughs> it. Like it, it really is. Like you know, um, I mean, before I even formed anything but human, when it was a solo project, mm-hmm. right before that happened, I was like, eh, that's probably not going to go anywhere. Like, yeah, I was like, maybe I should get a real job or something.
2: No, you
1: know?
0: follow your dreams. And,
1: uh, <laughs> but um but yeah no, it's it's always pulling me back in and uh yeah and it, and it comes from a lot a lot of it is just um you know self-confidence and believing in yourself and uh not giving up you know
0: yeah that's beautiful i i resonate with that a lot because i think nine times out of ten if i'm dealing with issues it's just because of a lack of self-confidence or like a ton of self-doubt
2: mm-hmm. and
0: um it's really inspiring to hear you know other people who are great artists like talk about the human side of that because I think it's easy to assume that when someone's great at something that they must just know they're great like all the time and um it's I don't know I think it's very grounding to hear that
1: it's for me it's it's quite the opposite like it's and I I want to stay that way though yeah because I believe that you know it's important to stay humble and life in general, it really is. It is. You know?
0: But how do you keep yourself, like, when you have those moments of maybe lacking as much confidence, like, what do you do or what do you find in yourself that brings you back to, like, is it just hearing your own stuff and you know, going, oh, wait, I'm this this is going to
1: sound just really big-headed and just, no, you know, but it really is like that when I was 15, sitting there um, in front of an old stereo and listening to the solo I did. Anytime I read like a mean comment, because you know it's like the more you get out there, you're gonna have haters. You're gonna oh, have for sure. That, and um, anytime I read that, I'm like, man, I, god, I guess I suck. I I go back and I listen to what I've done recently. Maybe it's a live performance. I'll watch a video, which can be like, oh my god, I don't want to pull my eyes eyeballs out. Sometimes yeah. watching that shit, but it's like, you know, you're like, okay, I'm good. Like yeah. it's, uh, it it works. Yeah, you know? this is kind of my path I'm on, and I have something. I need to stay on it. Yeah. You know? Don't let these, don't let the outsiders, you know, um, don't let all those voices get to you because I mean, if you're on a journey, you're on a path, there's a reason you're on it and yeah. you need to stay on it. Yeah. And, um,
0: I needed to hear that myself. Thank you. Yeah. Cause I feel at times like really inspired with what I want to do, even just like with this podcast and so many other projects in my photography. And Which I'll... is amazing
1: by the way. Thank you. It's Thank absolutely you so much. amazing.
0: Um, but I will feel like I'll deter myself, you know what I mean, just with worrying about like am I capable? Is this good? Do people care? like mm-hmm. will they hate me? What if I change tomorrow, and now I've got all of this that I've you know built or said or whatever, but I just feel called to keep coming back to doing things like this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and um, with my photography itself, I feel pretty like I'll have moments of self-doubt, but I kind of do the same thing. I'll look at my work and I'll feel re-inspired, kind of like you listening to yourself and going, oh wait, like I have something here. Um, But when it comes to something where I'm not behind the camera and I'm actually like speaking or sharing Mm -hmm. um, or recording anything, I I just feel like intense anxieties afterwards because I'm like, is this right? Am I meant to do this? Like, will I do a bad job? But I think, yeah it just needs I well need you know to i mean
1: one thing that i admire is the fact that you just go out there and you do it though you know oh, like you actually there's so many people you know i say it all the time i'm like you know that guy over there is probably could be the best singer in the world but he uh he's maybe he's too afraid yeah you know and that's a fear plays a giant role and and you know um and the reasons why people don't go for their dreams, and yeah, and I mean, the world could be a different place if people didn't let fear rule their life. And you're doing a good for job sure. at not Thank letting you. your fear oh, rule your life. Thanks, you know?
0: I feel encouraged. I, it feels like it rules my life a lot right now, but I appreciate that because you're right. I, I am still moving forward. I you mean, know, you can so.
1: you can doubt all all day long, but you know, if if you go out there and you do it anyway, you're not letting the fear win. Yeah. and you're not letting it rule your life. Yeah. And so um
0: there's a quote, I don't know who it's by, but it says never let your fear decide your fate.
1: Exactly. And mm-hmm.
0: I've always resonated with that, especially having anxiety and stuff is like, you know, am I going to let me being afraid of doing something keep me from doing it or moving forward or experiencing right. something. Like, why would I do that? Exactly. You know?
1: I mean, I, I felt afraid coming here today, you know, oh, like, I, no. <laughs> like I told you, like recording and, yeah. you know, uh, which is funny because I'm a musician that records all yeah. the time, but just it feels so final to me, yeah, you know? And definitely. so that always gives me anxiety a little bit. Uh-huh. When I'm in the studio, I, I feel very anxious. You do? It's very hard for me to kind of like calm myself down. And when I'm in front of the mic, you know i have to find that zen place that just uh you know because you can hear it in the voice mm-hmm. I mean, the, you the... can
0: hear if you're like not confident yes yeah, so you can hear
1: it i mean and i listen back to a lot of our recordings um even on the ep we put out in 2020 i'm like i was letting it get to me there a little bit you know yeah especially on the softer songs you can hear because it's so subtle and you can hear the yeah. voice very well and i was like um. Oh yeah it was kind of getting to me a little bit you know
0: what do you do when you're in the studio and having anxiety to push through it like do you breathe through it like do uh, you just try breathe. to ignore everything and be one with the music
1: breathing helps um you know and like i said it's almost like you're hitting that zen place you have to meditate almost and yeah. for me i have to do that some mm-hmm. people might get in there and they just they kick ass but for me i have to close my eyes um and this latest recording I did um the engineer actually dimmed the studio lights
0: yeah and
1: he put me in that just kind of like mood yeah and um love that and that helps you know so yeah. dimming lights breathing um and uh just focusing and I just imagine myself literally inside the song like I I put myself in there and feel all the emotions that I wrote or I'm singing or whatever you know
0: that's beautiful so
1: that's that's one thing or a bunch of things I do yeah Yeah.
0: wow do you have any like rituals or routines you do beforehand that help or hurt your anxiety Um, leading up to it
1: no not really I mean I do um, vocal exercises I didn't used to yeah i used to just go out there or go into the studio or go to the show
0: just raw dog and just, it. <laughs> just hit it hard
1: i mean probably the first time you saw me i was still doing that um well
0: you were fucking killing it so no warm-up needed i feel like i had the same experience those people at the church the first time you sang had where they're really? just like yeah i'm telling you when i heard you sing i was like holy fuck like i shoot a lot of artists i've seen a lot of acts and you have like an incredible star power that oh. is just phenomenal to me.
1: Well, that does mean a lot to me. Yeah. I really appreciate no, that. No, and I don't
0: even think that the recordings do it justice. Like live especially is like it's insane, you know, I,
1: dude. I've been told that. Um, you know, people that have seen the band, they're like, Hey, uh, I really like y'all live a lot more. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um and you know what it, I, I what I do think it is is um at least for my vocals, it is that struggle I have in front of the mic. Like yeah. it's that you but when you're live you're i mean you are these days of course getting recorded there's people with their phones out you yeah. can go on youtube and they you can find you know performances but for me in my own mind i'm like this is this is live i'm just i'm just doing my thing yeah you know? you're
0: vibing out Just
1: vibing with the crowd yeah and just feeding off energies and it just comes out and and uh, people are always like, we like y'all better live. Yeah. Well, the- I
0: don't want to say I like one thing better or worse, because I think all of it's amazing. But I mean, your live shows have such an impact on the audience. Do you- So it sounds like you get a lot of your energy when performing from like it feeds off of the people oh, in front yeah. of you. And that's where Absolutely. a lot of that power
1: comes from. So it sucks when from. there's like five people there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> You're, You're like, like, no, give damn. me your power. <laughs> you know, I, I pretend there's like 5,000. Yeah, you have And I'm to. like, I'm pointing, you know, yeah. and the people down here, they're like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of own he's in his own little world it's no, so cool, great. you know, I feel like I'm at a big show right now, you know, yeah, but, you know I've but... seen
0: you twice perform live, and though the first time your voice made such an impact on me and and was so powerful, your stage presence the second time showed how much more comfortable and like, yeah, how much more fun you are having well, it,
1: I feel like it's kind of uh. Hopefully, it's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, probably just getting more comfortable playing, yeah. doing the tours, and um, you know, I felt the biggest uh, change when we got back from Mexico. Really? I don't know what, I don't know why that is. Um, it was just such an experience; I could write a novel about it yeah. and that would go on the 499 rack No, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> like you mean 499 right
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
1: but no it it, uh, it was an incredible experience in mexico um the, the audiences were literally you know as far apart as you and i are mm-hmm. i mean they're right there mm-hmm. and they are just we opened for john Karabi, um mm-hmm. who was the lead singer for mötley crue um, oh wow back in the 90s and um
0: Do you realize how massive these people that you're opening for are for a band that just formed in 2019 like that's fucking crazy it's
1: it's it's pretty weird that's
0: why every time you keep talking i just keep getting chills because i'm like that's insane like and that should speak so much on your talent you know
1: you know and i i don't want to take too much credit because uh joel like his buddy told me years ago joel when he gets into a project
2: He's yeah. all the way in,
1: yeah. and um, he's an incredible businessman, which is what I, for my own, my career, my music career, I've needed as a business person. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a business guy. I'm gotcha. just not. I mean, I yeah. try to, mm-hmm. but I need a manager. I need, um, maybe one day I won't. I mean, I'm trying to learn. Yeah. But, uh,
0: It's all evolving, I think, as you get into it.
1: And you're learning there's a lot of shit out there. Like, there's a lot of just bullshit, like sharks. We just got a lawyer uh, like a month ago.
2: Yeah.
1: uh, An actual entertainment lawyer. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing, you know, some of the things that you'll run into in this industry.
0: Oh, I can imagine.
1: But anyway, uh, having Joel in the band, who is an incredible businessman, um, has really made an impact on the band's trajectory, you know. Yeah.
2: So,
0: wow. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. It's so cool how like on your journey you're aligning with just the right people to to, you know, combine your your powers and your talents with to bring you to this next big step and this next big step. That's really That's cool. what it is.
1: It's kind of just you're like climbing. Yeah. You know, you're, and hopefully the stars align and you do meet the right people. Yeah. Um. I mean, we've played lots of bad gigs, you know? <laughs> but we've played some you good ones. You gotta
0: have bad shit, though, yeah. to appreciate the good shit and, and find your way, I think. Yeah. The only way to shine your light is in the dark.
1: Yeah. Never I,
0: let life kill your spark. Thank you, Crown the Empire. That's a lyric from that's, <laughs> one of my pops. That's a
1: good one. Pop that's a punk good one. screamo
0: days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about the, Your journey. the, the journey. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so no, no, no. 15, you so sing 15 at the church. It at church. It
0: it's makes a huge impact on the people around you. You've realized that you're good. Then what happens?
1: Okay, so basically um, the guitar kind of intertwines there because, you know, I'm that typical 16, 15-year-old that has the first breakup and you're depressed and yeah. sad. And I was like, I know what I'll do to get back at her. I'll learn the guitar and I'll write my own songs. Fuck yeah. You know what? And she'll be in the crowd one day and she'll be sobbing. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick up the guitar. And my mom had bought me this like $80 um, piece of shit acoustic from a pawn shop. And I started on that thing. I just started learning chords and kind of formed my own songs. And um, my school at the time in high school had a, a thing called a musician's club. Oh cool. And um it's like 40-50 kids get together at the end of the day, you know, and literally just hang out and just bullshit and not really do much of anything, but yeah. try to talk about music or whatever. And uh, I was quite nervous to go to it, but I had my guitar and I had my few songs and my few chords that I learned, you know. And I went to it. I remember I go in and there's like 40-50 kids just like talking, you know, mm. doing their thing. I go in there and they're like, "What you got?" <laughs> what, 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 you, what can you do? And I was like, okay. And so I sit down in front of all these kids and start playing one of my songs, and it's the same reaction I had at church. Yeah. Like, you know, like um all these kids start coming up to me and asking me to be in their band, mm-hmm. you know, yada, yada, yada. And it was a lot for me because I've always been a pretty shy person, pretty mm-hmm. quiet person. And I was like, wow, all of a sudden I'm getting all this like attention. acceptance and yeah. attention, you know. And I ended up just meeting one guy there. His name was Ryan as well. Uh-huh. Ryan Price. Love you, buddy.
0: Shout out. Um,
1: he uh, he was like, hey, man, um, I'm a guitar player. Uh, I'd love to write with you. I'd love to be in a band. And there was just something about him. I was like, I kind of, I feel like a little bit of a connection in a way. Yeah. Musically, like the way we were talking out of all these kids. I was like, and there was, you know, other kids that had full bands put together, but he was just by himself. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So we got together that summer. It took a while. We eventually got together. And we started writing songs together. Um, we did, like, the school talent shows together. Amazing. you know
0: Do you remember the first song you wrote together? Like, what was it about?
1: I do remember. Yeah? Uh, it was called um, Main Street Road. And uh, it was, lyrically, it was a mess. But it was about, basically feeling alone through life, but yeah. having hope or something.
0: That's beautiful. I
1: could probably play it, but I'm, I'm not.
0: Oh my gosh, please. <laughs> no, That's so cool. I
1: would definitely uh, forget a lot of parts. But, That's okay. Uh, you know, but uh, so we wrote a lot of songs and we formed our first band. We called ourselves Stone Road,
0: which oh. was, so
1: my house I was living on, it was on a road called Stone Road.
0: Oh, nice.
1: And uh, we went through, um, you know drummers and bass players like fast food i mean it was we had a, a new bass player a new drummer every month how you do know? you
0: fire them after you take them on well
1: most of the time they they just walk away it just, it just kind of falls <laughs> and kind of, fizzles it, out, it fizzles out <laughs> you know and uh you know that's kind of the case a couple of them we actually had to let go because of like drugs and
2: mm.
1: you know alcohol problems but yeah. um we eventually found a bass player that lived in Arlington. His name's Justin, who ended up being the first bass player for anything but human. Oh you might remember him. He had long hair. Yeah. Um great I guy. Do. Yeah. An incredible bass player. Justin Potter, shout out.
0: Shout out.
1: Um and he uh he joined the band. Uh we still went through drummers like crazy, but we started playing the the club scene, you know, we started playing all over um and getting gigs around Dallas, around anywhere we could. Uh, as well as in East Texas, where I'm from. I'm from Kilgore, East Texas. And we played there. And um, I mean, we even went out to California a couple of times. And uh, we, it was a, oh my God, that was my first introduction to, um, you know, how crazy this industry can be as far as sharks are. And and we basically took the bait went out there and got totally screwed up we ended up sleeping on floors and stuff oh my stuff. god and, how did
0: they screw you what Well happened? it was
1: this the typical situation where like hey we can offer you this offer you that you know come out here make your big album and you know come out here for a while and just we'll, you'll record it and you'll put it out and it's going to be a hit and it's mm-hmm. going to be massive you know you get out there at some garage and Wow. And some guy like uh, I don't know what that guy was talking about, but he's full of shit, you know. And you owe me money. You owe me five grand. <laughs> oh
2: my god.
1: So I mean, anyway, that's that's another story. But um, we went out there. We had lots of experiences together, and but we just never had that business person, you yeah, know. Yeah. So it was kind of a it's kind of a mess, really. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> so we moved out to Dallas, Ryan and I, and uh, we lived with Justin for a while. And, um, you know, eventually it just kind of crumbled. And uh, Alcohol and drugs did play a role in that. You know, I'm not gonna name any names, but it did eventually fizzle out. And I was like, okay. And around that same time period, I had my daughter from a a previous relationship ship in high school, out out of high school. And um, um, I was like, you know what? I've got to make a choice here. I've got to either choose to basically give up music and get a normal job, you know? Or take this serious. I mean, I still got a normal job, of course. <laughs> but um I was like, I can get a better job and just focus on that or do a decent job and make something of myself. Have a music career, mm-hmm. you know. And um I had the talks with the guys. I was like, hey man, uh we gotta get really serious about this. We gotta play better gigs. We gotta get a manager. We gotta and it eventually just kinda It fizzled out, and I was at that point where I was like, I guess I'm going to quit. And as I was saying earlier, something grabbed me back in. There was a local band in Dallas, a very popular local band that was out of a singer. They were called Awaken Theory, and um, they were like, there's a lot of guys auditioning for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I put my audition in there, and... They chose me. And so of I was they like did. really excited, you know, and I was like, oh, for a while I tried to balance my first band with this band, you know, and it just mm-hmm. didn't work. I was like, I'm going to put all my focus on Awakened Theory. And we I had my first sold out show experience, you know, playing to all kinds of people in different venues, clubs. Um, my first out of state shows I did was with them. And um, the guitar player and I became best friends. I mean, it was like Ryan and I but, and his name was Terry. Um, And Terry is one of the most beautiful souls I ever met. I mean, this guy is incredible. Uh, An incredible guitar player. Um, Unfortunately, he had cystic fibrosis and um, he ended up passing away. I'm so sorry. Um, And and I had some incredible experiences with him. He taught me so much on the guitar. Um, In fact, this, this song that I recorded recently called How- hallelujah Mary did you know combination at the beginning of the song I threw in some chords that he taught me like jazz chords and um when I hear those chords I can just I can see him playing it you know
2: that's beautiful
1: yeah and uh um but him and I became like best friends I mean I was always at his apartment basically you know living there and uh just sharing all our experiences together um and then, when he passed away, uh, that was the end of the band. I was like, "This was his band. He formed it. This he had his signature guitar. I mean, this guy had he not passed away, he would have been massive. Yeah, I'm telling you, massive. Like he was the best guitar player I've, one of the best I've heard. Wow. And his chordings and the the stuff that he would come up with was amazing. I learned so much from the guy. Yeah. Um, and at the time I was like trying to bring my guitar playing up and show him, Hey, you should show me some things and I should play guitar with you. Yeah. he was so for it. You know, he's like, yeah, don't just sing. Like you can play guitar too, you know, cause my other band that I was in stone road, um, it was just had the mic running around, jumping around, yeah. you know, and I was doing the same with this band, but I was ready to pick up the guitar and he was training me, so to speak on it. He was my teacher as far as guitar goes. And um, Wow. But he did pass away, and that was kind of the end of that band. And I was like, you know, again, what am I going to do now? Am I Is this over?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that leads me to uh, there was a guy, his, it was a guy, is a guy, an incredible musician named David Galloway. Uh, his band was signed to Universal Records, and the band's called Element 80. I don't know if you're familiar with them.
0: Um, I don't think so. It's a metal think...
1: band. They're like heavy, hard and heavy. Nice. And... um but he was doing a solo project cuz they were actually they're not they weren't together at the time and um he was doing a solo project and was looking for a guitar player and I was like I'll be your guitar player I I submitted my stuff to him and and we got together and he had a beautiful home studio much like this um we got together and I started playing gigs with him and I was his guitar player solely just guitar player and backup vocals for him uh but he did have his home studio and he was like hey man you uh you really need to record some of your own stuff too. And I can help you. I've got my stuff here and, and we can start recording your stuff. And, uh, so we did, we started recording some of the songs I was working on. And, uh, one of them was, uh, is a song that's in anything, but human song. And, um, which song is, uh, tonight. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, um, and a couple other things but he was like hey you, sh- you should focus on your own stuff too you know don't just don't just be my guitar player singer you know you you do your own stuff too and and um that eventually led to me doing my own solo project and forming my first solo band called it avila yeah which eventually became anything but human you know
0: i'm very curious how the name anything but human came together
1: so justin and i the bass player at the time i mean we were it was like every single day we were talking about it, texting about it, calling about it, and it took us months because it's like you find a name and uh, you search it, you Google search it, yeah, and it's taken or, yeah. you know, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I want to call the band something. It's got to be something big sounding. It's got to be like it, it draws you in. It's big. What bigger word than human you know what i mean let's yeah. just call it human yeah we'll call it human okay no actually that's kind of and again there's other bands called that oh, okay and um i was like well what about anything human I mean, yeah anything human's pretty cool that works um so we try that for a while. No. Nah. What about the butt? it' just it doesn't make sense to me, but okay, well like <laughs> like, what is this supposed to mean? Anything but human, like like, and eventually, you know, you know, somebody's like, you got to come up with a reason for calling it anything but human. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe to our fans, the music's anything but human. yeah, I don't, I don't know.
0: I interpret it as as a fan and a listener i I've interpreted it as like, I don't know, i, I so I'm a very, very sensitive person. I feel things very intensely. And there's times where I feel like so human, it's unbearable. And there's times where I feel literally anything but human. And so like I feel like I have interpreted that name in my own ways. You know, what well, I that's mean? great
1: because that's kind of what I was, you know, with him or with Justin, when we were forming the name, I was like, hey, man, we need to have a name that's big, but people can make their own. Yeah, you know, I think own... you achieved
0: that for sure. I, I love the name. I think it's lit. Well, thank like, you. I think that's why I wanted to know where it came from, because I, I feel like it resonates
1: well thank you yeah no it's uh it, i feel like it's a unique name mm-hmm. and there uh, it's no other band called that so, yeah. yeah you know so i'm like hey let's stick with it and now we we have it established you know it's an actual business now you yeah. know uh we actually have like a contract you know that says That's this so is exciting. the this is the business you know and, yeah, yeah.
0: You guys that do merch and stuff, right? Or no? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. You have to get a
1: shirt or something. I would
0: love to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Where do people find your merch?
1: Uh, we have a website called anythingbuthuman.com. Oh,
0: <laughs> nice little plug there. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, perfect.
1: Um, and then, of course, at the shows, you know, we've got um, the table. Yeah. And. Um, you know, we're we're constantly we're like literally a traveling store at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know, our trailer. I don't know if you've seen pictures of it online, but it says anything but human on it and giant words. And that's
0: amazing. You know, I um, think you've sent me a video once or of something the, of like the, that. The
1: trailer. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's it's um it's huge and it's it's got like a bunch of merch, like way more merch than gear inside of it. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> um. So we're I, I joke. I'm like yeah, we're definitely like a traveling store at this point you You, know
0: you had a pretty big impact when y'all did your mexico tour it seemed like the fans like i don't know if they were previous fans before it became fans when you were touring out there but it seemed like people were really about like the merch and the band and like supporting you guys from what i've seen online
1: yeah you know like i said like that that tour i could write a novel about i mean it was amazing it was terrible it was wonderful and it was scary yeah. and it was uh um incredible but the shows were amazing and I can't say anything bad about them yeah i mean the people really were just um really taking it in and they just love Americans and oh, they're just so awesome. happy to just have music and uh, I mean, we sold so much merch. We sold yeah. like all of our merch. Yeah, that's and, amazing. Um, you know, I mean, th- we, we'd get done with the show, we'd go to the table and lines are just going out the door. Wow. It was incredible. I mean, getting, we were stupid. We took a tour bus to Mexico. Don't ever take a tour bus to Mexico. Don't ever, yeah, don't ever even try that. Don't try going through the actual land border because my God. Is it hard? <laughs> yes. What happened? Well. So we get there, and, um, man, it takes, like, six hours. I mean, they are searching the bus. They think they, they'll find drugs. They'll find they'll find six guns. Six
0: hours? I mean, like,
1: a long time. Wow. Yeah.
0: Of them just looking just through stuff? Just going
1: through everything.
0: Wow.
1: You know, and you could just feel the vibe, and they've just got, you know, they've got their, you know, their gun, machine guns on them, and, yeah. and they're checking everything. We finally get through, and we had to basically pay somebody under the table to get into the country basically wow. long story short i was fearing for joel's health at that point because i was like he was having joel doesn't have anxiety yeah that's for me to have that must
0: be nice <laughs> to not have anxiety I'm like what
1: is that like he, 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 <laughs> i don't think he has anxiety but on this trip he was telling me dude my heart hurts yeah <laughs> like it actually it's it's beating so much oh you my know gosh and um Man, but it was it was so crazy but amazing at the same time. The shows yeah. were killer.
0: My brain just coined the words crazy and amazing to cremazing.
1: Cremazing.
0: <laughs> it was cremazing. It was, the
1: Mexico tour was cremazing. I'm going to use that.
0: <laughs> wow. That's crazy. What an experience. It, it sounds wild. like you faced some really interesting challenges, but clearly still were able to reach people with your music in a really powerful way that... That left a really positive impact.
1: It's something that I'm happy we did. And I, I'm like, when we go back, we're going to fly. Yeah. We're just going to fly there. We're just going to take, you know, uh, minimal stuff, mm-hmm. rent, mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, that's going to be it. We're not yeah. going to take a tour bus. Yeah. <laughs> I know? mean, it's,
0: I'm sure it's a lot to manage regardless of where you go. But especially when they're, you're getting stopped so much and there's mm. going to be a lot of checks. That must be pretty intense. And oh, my gosh. Probably very time consuming, it sounds like, for mm-hmm. sure where else um have you done any other international shows or is there anywhere else that you have i really want to
1: go to europe really bad. oh yeah it's really amazing. really bad yeah um I, but we haven't no yeah no. you will i think we're trying to sign up for something um for next year to yeah. go to to go across the lake have, across you, the have you ever
0: visited europe before or no
1: uh never i've never
0: i've been to london and was mm-hmm. pretty cool i only went for a couple of days but that was my first international trip um, you know i'm a huge harry potter fan yeah um, so i went and did the studio tours in london and you see like all the stuff from the harry potter movies i bet that was
1: amazing oh it
0: was so cool i you... got to see daniel radcliffe like who plays harry potter yeah. like in a play which was like those were like two of my life dreams really so, yeah wow. that's really cool
1: did you get to meet him or
0: no i didn't get to meet him but i was pretty close i was in like the fourth row it was really interesting the play it, it was, I didn't know what it was about when I was going. And it was very strange. The whole play was like... It was only four people. It was Dana Radcliffe. It was somebody else very famous that I can't think of the name of right now, but he's all over TV. Um, And they were playing like they were like in this almost like post-apocalyptic world where you couldn't go outside mm. and I landed and the pandemic started happening and it was almost like the play was like foreshadowing the oh. pandemic it was very creepy <laughs> yeah were you
1: nervous you were gonna get like trapped there or oh something?
0: Uh, like in London yeah no I didn't know um basically what happened was I landed and I started seeing people wearing masks mm. and so it was like just starting so I didn't yeah. even know about getting trapped anywhere because it I hadn't COVID like wasn't like a mainstream thing yet but mm-hmm. it had just started to become like people were starting to get sick and yeah. and wear masks and things like that yeah um but it was really interesting seeing a play that pretty much foreshadowed what the next two years were gonna <laughs> look like it was
1: really Man, weird that that is crazy yeah that's wild it yeah we were on wild. the road when it when it was first uh it was our first time getting out on the road
0: oh wow and
1: we were on a radio run going to, from stations to stations and um that's when I started. I'd go in the truck stop, and you could hear truckers talking about, "Yeah, there's some kind of sickness. I don't know. We're pretty much gonna be fucked. I think, <laughs> you know." And I was like, "Oh boy, this don't sound good." And, Of course, you know, in our little bubble, we're like, "Oh man, this is this is it, y'all. We're gonna die." Yeah, you know? yeah. It's crazy. It's scary. And I Did bet it, it was af- scary over there too. You know? Oh
0: yeah. Did it affect? Um- your tour schedule?
1: Oh yeah, a lot because like oh, obviously
0: everything shut down. So
1: absolutely, we still tried to do what we could. You yeah. know, um, we actually did our uh, CD release show for the the EP that we put out that year, 2020, um, at Gas Monkey, mm-hmm. and um, there was maybe they they had to like separate everybody and put everybody in little tiny little groups and.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did like um like, I I went to one of the first the concerts post pandemic i shot it and it was a nelly concert and it was like the first like covid experiment like concert and they had like little tables where everybody was super spread out and it was outdoors yeah. um so people like weren't close together or something and oh my i gosh. don't know was that was it kind of like that it was
1: exactly like that yeah, yeah. but there wasn't a ton of people that came out cuz everybody was freaking out about it still and this was yeah. in november i think of 2020 yeah you know so
0: yeah that was a wild time i i was um shooting a lot of shows at that point um, because my health still permitted me to do it all the time mm-hmm. and then the pandemic happened and there was like no shows and then at some point way later on I don't remember exactly when it was but there was like a Nelly concert and it was going to be like that it was like this the outdoor thingy at mm-hmm. Lava Cantina and um, so I was very nervous but I went because I was so desperate I knew it was going to be outside I knew you know everybody was going to be a mess we're going to be separated and blah blah, mm-hmm. blah. I was like, I'm just, I'm going to try it. And I hadn't left the house at all, like the entire year. And um, it was so interesting because, you know, Nelly is like this major artist that's been around for years and years and Mm -hmm. years. He's very popular Mm -hmm. music. Um, And they were live streaming a lot of the show. And there wasn't that many people, obviously, at the actual venue. It was a limited audience. And when he came out, it was almost like people forgot how to act in public and like how to receive an artist the audience was dead silent. And so he comes out and he's like, what's up, Dallas, Texas, blah, 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 you know, like doing his thing. He's like so personable and yeah. like so engaged with his audience. And it was so quiet. Yeah. And I felt like stressed for him because I'm like, this man came all this way in a pandemic. You know what I mean? And like nobody's and like and maybe people the kind of like, yeah. And then like the majority of the audience is live streaming at home. And so I was standing like right under the stage shooting. And so I started going, woo there you go <laughs> and he was like winking at me like thanks and i was like getting people i felt like a mom like i was yeah. like, Woo!
2: like yeah. trying to
0: get people to cheer and stuff oh, and then man. everybody warmed up but it was like it it was such a shock i think to even be out that people didn't even know how to respond like what was appropriate anymore yeah
1: very intense well, you're such a great supporter even Nelly, oh, Nelly appreciated it It's like <laughs> he's like thank you
0: yeah thank we you. had some really fun um interactions where he was on stage and i was shooting because i think he appreciated the engagement there and um mm. i've shot him three times now and each time he's made a special point to come and like give my camera some special That's eye contact awesome. and attention. That's awesome. and have,
1: have you been able to, you know, do a meet and greet or anything? I haven't
0: yet. No, no. but um, I I think, I mean, I would be down if the opportunity arose. I, I don't push meeting people because when I was 17, oh, I've never told this story on the podcast, but did you ever listen to Chiodos? Okay, so I was really into like, uh, you know, punk rock and screamo and that kind of stuff when I was a teenager, especially. And um, there was this band called the Chiotos and Craig Owens was the lead singer. And um, I, you know, just like worshiped him, like him and Pierce the veil. Like those oh. were my two like favorite bands of all time. Mm-hmm. So I had like a lot of admiration and respect for him and stuff. And um, there's just a really creepy incident where, you know, he like met me and my friends after the show and like, Invited us on his tour bus, and it was really inappropriate for our age group. Really inappropriate in general for fan interactions, Mm, but like really inappropriate for our age group. And it really disappointed me Mm -hmm. um, because like I admired this artist so much, and I felt like he was, you know, trying to like take advantage of like the situation and after that i was i've not been in a hurry to like meet my heroes
1: i don't blame you (laughs) does that make sense I don't blame you at all but (laughs) you know i've been really lucky with a lot of the people we've opened for um they've just been really cool oh good everyone's been nice yeah you know that's Um, good but there's definitely a lot of weirdos out there Yeah. yeah and uh there's no exception when they're talented you know there there's still some messed up people and uh I heard something about, like, Nick Carter recently. Was like, oh, no. Uh, have, you ever, have you heard about that? Yeah.
0: Uh, no, I don't know what story you're talking okay, about. Okay. It's
1: like, uh, I don't know, somebody saying that he sexually did something to a girl on a tour bus.
0: Oh, no. Ugh, man, it's such a messy world. At no. the end of the day, like, there should be a very clear line for, you know, artists or people who are famous or people that have a lot of respect and admiration and following that, like... I mean, it should be really obvious, like how you should treat people in general, regardless of that. Mm. But especially when you're held into such a high esteem, because like people are more willing to push their own boundaries because they respect you. And then will be in a compromising position or end up in a situation that's not appropriate or that they're not comfortable with mm-hmm. because they're like, well, normally I wouldn't like even, you know, get on a door bus or, you know, whatever. But like, I've loved this artist my whole life. I can't say no to the opportunity to yeah, meet them, yeah. you know, and, and it was then a
1: disappointment
0: Yeah, a disappointment yeah. or something terrible happens. Yeah. Like, oh my crazy. gosh,
1: you know, and thank God it didn't. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, there's just, there's a lot of screwed up people out there. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, artists are no exception to that, but I have met some amazing people. That's I mean, amazing. just amazing, Good. um, super awesome. And, you know, for me, like it's inspiring to see other artists that are humble mm-hmm. and uh, and don't think that they're, you know, the shit. Yeah. Don't think that they're God's gift to the world. Yeah. They're just enjoying what they do. And that's what I hope to or hope. That's what I will always be. Yeah. Regardless of where this journey takes me. Yeah. You know, if I never go any further than this, which is OK, Um, I'm just going to stay myself. And I just want to just remain being a humble person because. Yeah. I mean if you if you're not humble this life will humble you eventually
0: oh for sure you know, and if you haven't hit rock bottom yet you will coming. eventually <laughs>
1: it's coming it ain't gonna feel good yeah. it, it's no fun
0: but i think like you you have a really great head on your shoulders you have a really good heart you have a really great demeanor with people so i feel confident that like that that part of your spirit will always carry on no matter like how big again how great your success i've had
1: literally i've had managers tell me you need to start acting a little bit more like an ass and I'm like fuck you dude like I've had people tell me hey you need to you need to like believe in yourself to the point where you walk in a room and you know you're just like the shit like that's how you need to be
0: I'm like, like
1: bro that's that's never gonna be me I'm sorry I just can't. and if I try, to, I'm not a great actor, so yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be you're gonna see through that shit. So I just want to be real and I just want to be in
0: I think being authentic chill. is like it's the only way to go because when you try to be something that you know you're not, people see through it. and then it's people don't want to follow or believe you as yeah. much. You know, it's it's hard. like one of the things I struggled with on this podcast and even with my like photography clients is like, Should I be, you know, this cookie cutter version of myself, like for my professional life or for my, you know, my media persona as I like continue to like kind of dive into this and stuff. And um, I've realized that like it feels really inauthentic to not just be who I am and like people like me and hire me or follow me or support me or whatever because I choose to be me because it makes them feel more comfortable being themselves. Yeah, Cause like at the end of the day, like our whole divine spier- experience here on this earth is like wasted if you're not being yourself. And it can be so lonely when you feel like you're the only one that thinks or talks or acts a certain way mm-hmm. until you see other people talking about these things. And that can only come from authenticity. Yeah,
1: that's so. great, that's great, that's wonderful um and i definitely i feel that with you you know yeah it, it's, same you are yourself and, and it's uh it makes me feel more comfortable thanks you know? i'm so
0: glad i
1: have done interviews where i'm like extremely awkward like it's know? like too i'm probably awkward feeling... right now no not at all you know, i
0: feel like we're just hanging out yeah. like it's, it's very we just happen to have microphones in our faces <laughs> Yeah. <right>. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah no i mean it yeah it's you're great like that it's it's good to be yourself, and yeah. you yourself is awesome. Thank so. you.
0: You are too, Nux. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think I think that's where so much power comes from with your music and why it touches people so much because it is authentic. Like, you know, the song Arise that I love so much is my favorite because of, like, I mean, the sound is powerful and the, the, the melody is powerful, but, like, the words are so true to, like, the human experience, I yeah. feel like, and... I love I love when I'm going through a hard time and my Spotify is on like shuffle and that comes up it almost feels like a message from the universe you yeah. know because like the lyrics are so authentic to this journey that we're on of like you know things are low and then they're high but like no matter what happens like you're going to arise and you're going to be great.
1: Yeah, I mean that song was written right after um Terry died. And oh
0: wow. So he
1: he passed away that band was you know, like I said, it ceased to be. And um, I was kind of at that point. Again, I've been in these several points where I'm like, should I continue? Yada mm-hmm. yada. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a song that he would be proud of. And I'm going to write a song that helps me and inspires me and um, to, to push past this block in my life and succeed, you know. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be afraid anymore. And I think that's like one of the first lines is like, I'm not scared. I'm going to yeah. show you what I got and who I am and yes. what I feel inside. Mm-hmm. And that's where that came from. I'm like, because for years I'd kind of fallen in other people's footsteps. Uh, even in that band, Terry kind of had an idea of the song. He was like, he would write the song. and He'd be like, you know, you should try this word right here. Try this melody. But he was pretty lenient on it. But it's a pretty common thing throughout my um musical careers to be in bands where people are kind of leading the way and i'm kind of like okay i'll sing it like that you know mm-hmm. but i was like you know what i'm gonna form my own thing and i'm not gonna be afraid i'm gonna do it yeah and so that's what that was i'm gonna arise i'm gonna i'm going to stop being afraid i'm gonna do this yeah. and you know screw it you know my best friend just passed away and um i'm gonna I feel like he's he's still looking down. Yeah, I'm gonna make him happy. He
0: lives on in you carrying on that legacy for mm-hmm. him. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm sure he has his own music out there that helps, like, preserve his memory. But like, yes, he's yeah. continuing to grow, even though he's not physically here because I, you bring him with you on well, that and, journey. And him,
1: you know, uh, teaching me guitar in a lot of ways. Yeah. I hear a lot of his. Um, his like like I said his courtings and stuff that he would do I hear that in our music yeah. you know like I can still it's like his ghost is still in there a yeah. little bit you know what I mean That's
0: so beautiful and I know that like somewhere out there wherever you know the matter is that was Terry is yeah. floating around like He's... it's appreciating that you know yeah. that his spirit or whatever it is that mm-hmm. that lives on in us because like the there you know nobody knows what happens like when you go but like energy is like always present you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and and you keep his energy alive Mm -hmm. by putting him into your music and taking those teachings and Mm -hmm. and creating things out of it
1: yeah and his grandmother who cared for him i mean um at his sickest point um i've had conversations with her and she says a very similar thing she's like terry is very happy right now you know
2: that's beautiful
1: and uh and she's a wonderful lady um but she I mean, it, it was it, it was a very hard thing going through, you know, yeah. uh, when we lost him. Um, and you know, it was interesting. Like I didn't when when I first joined the band, he's like, oh, by the way, I got I got cystic fibrosis CF. And then he kept doing his thing and we were like lifting gear and I was kind of looking at him. I was like, um, you're really sick. Mm-hmm. And and then I, I was I could feel that. And, and then we'd be practicing and he would s- kind of not sneak off, but he would go off and he would do his breathing treatments you know I'd never seen a breathing treatment like that before um, but I learned so much from him as in like the drive that guy had was insane yeah. he had such a drive he didn't care if he was sick like we would do shows and he would be vomiting he wow. couldn't barely stand and he would give me that fucking
2: guitar Wow. get up there
1: and do it and I'd be like okay I got a cold <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, like I could I can deal with that like, yeah. you know this guy's up here dying in front of me and he don't care he's still doing what he loves Wow, it's you know? really
0: powerful yeah he was just determined to keep living no matter what like and yeah. pursuing that passion and touching people with his art I
1: love him to death but you know I find inspiration from uh, all kinds of people yeah. Um I mean my first guitar player uh Ryan he taught me so much too you know Um, He's decided to not follow that path, which is totally cool. He's no longer really, he's no longer a musician, uh, but him and I are still great friends. And um, I mean, he taught me so much. Yeah. And I still remember with Ryan Price and I, we we were best friends at the time and, you know, we're still great friends, but uh, staying at his house and living at his house and just music was everything. everything i mean wake up you breathe it you eat it i mean yeah it's it that's where i also learned more about you know passion and um i'm just so grateful for music like it's 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 like you know next to my daughter the love of my life it really is that's
0: incredible and what's beautiful is like you can create it like to have something that you love and appreciate so much that you can literally make with your own hands and your own voice. Like, mm. that's such a talent. I, I've i always had a super passion for music growing up, but I never really felt like I had, like, a talent for it. Um, I had a talent for writing, but I couldn't, like, put a good, like, melody to a song, and I never was, like, at instruments and stuff. I didn't put in the time that I should have, you know? But I have a I have a goal right now, as I'm on my physical therapy journey to start violin lessons. Oh, um, that's awesome! I wanted to do it before the end of the year, but I'm not quite there yet. Um, well, if you I get good it. at
1: it, you should jump in on a. Oh my song, god! You know how fun! Awesome. I'll just do a little
0: collab with anything <laughs> but human. Collab. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Well, give me some time to start and get actual talent. Oh. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's so amazing to me because like music, it makes you feel things, but it also like it it helps you. Outward, I don't know how to express it. Like, um, process things outwardly. I think by singing and listening to things, and I can only imagine creating like what that feels like. It's that's really amazing.
1: It's um, it's like I, I get a high off of it. Yeah, much like being on stage. It's just different, you know. Mm-hmm. When I write something new, um, and it it feels like it's pretty good. Like I want to just. I want to show it to everybody. Yeah. You know I, mean? like, I am
0: so grateful when you show me stuff that you make. Like, I, I feel so honored to get to be one of those people. Yeah.
1: So thank I, you. I just, well, yeah, no problem. I just like, I'm like a little kid on Christmas. You know, when I write a new song, yeah, I want to show it to all my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, like I say, I get like a high off of it. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome to be able to to write. Yeah. And I view it as a, just a huge gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... um. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yeah. I, I love writing. Uh, I love performing. Um, I can't really think of any negative thing other than dealing with sometimes you can deal with jerks on the road. You yeah. know, you're typ- some other band members, not in our band, but, you know, you can sometimes deal with like the your typical asshole. Yeah. But other than that, I just can't complain. Yeah. I, like I love it. You know,
2: That's amazing.
1: and um uh, I hope to still be doing it when I'm 65, 70. You yeah, know?
0: what are your goals in like the next like five years for your music and your well, band? Well,
1: we're, um, uh, I guess we're just trying to, we're trying to just keep growing steadily, yeah. you know. Um, I hope to, I hope to get on the road and just make it my full-time job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is my dream. I don't necessarily have to be, a big star, mm-hmm. like you know, I don't, I just don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, it's more uh, about just, the art. The I love the art, thing. and I would love the idea of just making a decent income at this. And we're getting there. I mean, yeah. we're playing some shows and getting some, you know, a healthy amount of money out of it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, it's just not at that point where I can, you know, live off of just yet. Yeah. But, and again, if it doesn't ever get there, that's okay. But that's what I want. I feel
0: confident that it will. I literally knew when I heard your voice the first time, I was like, this is, like, iconic. Like, this is (laughs) something that, like, these people are going to be great. Like, this guy is, like.
1: Well, that's really sweet of you.
0: I'm not shitting you. Like, that's, I'm, I, like I said, I've gotten to experience so many different live performances and musicians, and there's just a certain vibe that is very rare and special, and, there's a talent that you have that I've never heard before, like in your voice. That's crazy, and I feel so confident that like it's gonna be. Huge. You're
1: like trying to install like an air compressor in my head. And I can see you just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I'm just here to cheerlead you because like I just believe it, and Thank like you so much. I just I can't I can't believe that and not tell you. Oh. Like
1: it's just well, the it, truth. It, does. it means a lot to me. It really does. Yeah, you know, and the people in your own circle. You don't just tell they typically don't talk like that. We're we're pretty we're pretty rough on our our, our thing we're trying to do here. You know, so it definitely it's nice to hear some some you know, good. You're doing
2: good. I'm a
0: pretty intuitive person and my intuition is screaming that like this is like uh, it's already great because you've already achieved greatness. I mean, you've made amazing music. You already are great just from being who you are and then having that talent. But then like, I can see so easily, it's such a unique thing that you have, and I just see so easily this, like, growing bigger and bigger and bigger and being oh. something you get to do all the time.
1: Well, thank you so much. That is my dream. Yeah. That is my dream to be able to do this all the time, Yay. you know? Yeah, Um And I used to live that dream when I was, a, like, much younger, a kid just starting out with my first band. Yeah. Like I said, it was. We, we you know, we woke up to music. We lived music. Um. And I just want to get back to that point, (laughs) you know, uh, I'll be a happy camper. (laughs) Do
0: you, you have a daughter Mm -hmm. and so do you lead her towards that at all? Or has she picked up on that or is it not really her? Oh, not really Um, her thing.
1: Well, uh, I've, so I got her her first guitar and. And uh, I'm showing her different things. Yeah. I just don't want to force it on her. For sure. It wasn't forced on me.
2: Yeah.
1: I've, you know, nobody in my family, there's no musicians. They're all in the medical field, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but they're very supportive. Yeah. Um, at first they weren't. They were kind of like... Yeah, we'll see where this. He's got this band, you know
2: what I mean? Sure, Wonderful. Ryan. Great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just stay away from
1: drugs. Yeah, you know? <laughs> for real. But with my daughter, I just, um, I don't force it on her. I'll show her some things, you know. And uh, I, I was telling you, kind of off camera, my daughter does deal with anxiety, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to, um, because music is a big therapy for me. I want it to be for her, and yeah. um, so I just i try to show her some things. I mean, last night, she doesn't live with me, so we FaceTime constantly. I mean, hours and hours all day. Yeah. So I'm just like, hey, pull out your guitar, and we'll. I'll set the phone down. I get my guitar, she gets hers, and I just try to show her some That's chords. That's
2: beautiful. You know. Wow. So
1: I try to, I like I said, I don't want to force it on her, but I just, yeah. I'm like, you know, check it out. It could help it's you. It's a
0: healthy amount of encouraging, I yeah. think it sounds like.
1: You know, and if she doesn't. She doesn't gravitate towards it. That's okay. That's fine. I don't, I just want her to be happy. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Just holding that space for her, you know, when we were talking about anxiety a few minutes ago before we started and like, it sounds like you really hold space for her there, like emotionally. And like, and I think I'm sure that comes from a place of empathy because you yourself also deal with anxiety as Mm -hmm. you've mentioned. But to be at such a developmental age and to feel listened to when you're having those feelings is going to be so impactful on her journey and her emotional vulnerability with herself and with others and her, you know, confidence in being able to even have feelings. Um, I grew up in a household where, like, I just, like, wasn't supposed to have feelings. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was if I had anxiety, you know, I was just told that it's all in my head or to get over it or, like, I'm not allowed mm. to cry. I'm not allowed to, like, have emotions no. and stuff. And it it has created a huge sense of, like, shame for me around dealing with emotions, especially negative emotions and especially anxieties or, or things that make me sad. And I just think it's really inspiring to hear that, you know, you talk her through those things mm-hmm. and that you – are searching for ways to be able to help her mm-hmm. because it's going to teach her how to cope with that and it's going to make her stronger and stronger as she grows
1: yeah i i just want to be there for her you know and um uh, because i know this i know this feeling it's the worst thing when i see my kid have that because uh it's like watching your kid get tortured in front. yeah of you. i don't wish anxiety panic attacks i don't wish any of that on my worst enemy it's the i don't worst. have a worst enemy but i i don't <laughs> want god. that for anybody yeah much less my heart mm-hmm. my kid yeah you know and absolutely. it's uh i just want to be there for her. and i'm sorry to hear about you growing up in that because i actually i grew up in a very similar situation i had a stepfather i might have said earlier that mm-hmm. thank god he's no longer my stepfather mm-hmm. but he was very strict he had this idea that i was supposed to be in the military when i grew mm-hmm. up which that's great. Yeah. Nothing fine. I'm mean, nothing fine. Nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing wrong with, you know, going into the military. I have such respect for our military, but, yeah. um, he just had this, you know, it's like everything has to be, you know, perfect. Yeah. And, um, I, I remember living with that and that can be crazy.
0: Yeah, you know? for sure. hmm. It, it, it's detrimental, I think, to your growth because you don't feel like you can have, you know, you can't err on the side of being human. You know Mm. what I mean? You have to be anything but
2: human.
0: (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) Well, I see see what you did there. (laughs) No, I just, I think that, you know, it just, it causes such deep internal shame and just like really debilitating feelings and blocks around your emotional state. And one of the most beautiful things about us being human and about us getting to have these experiences while we may be these like, Beautiful conscious transcendental orbs of being or whatever we're living in this like computer avatar State that's meaty and fleshy and has drugs pumping through it all the time and chemicals and stuff and it's a lot to deal with and if we don't have emotional space and if we can't even hold that for ourselves it's destructive Mm -hmm. and that's a lot of the reason why at the beginning of the year you know I shared with you that I had this crazy thing where I was like paralyzed from the neck down and have been on this insane journey to get my body back and my strength back and be a functioning human again Mm -hmm. and so much of it came from my nervous system literally crashing because I would not hold emotional space for myself and allow myself to feel the things I needed to feel, and didn't know how to cope with them, and didn't know how to ask for help, mm-hmm. and didn't know what tools to use. And you think
1: that comes from the earlier? Yeah, stuff. because yeah. I just, I just it, was
0: not allowed. You weren't allowed to. Yeah, I hate that. It's horrible, oh. and it, and I think it causes a lot of anxiety because you, mm-hmm. you start at such a young age being like suppressing and trapping all of this down, and if you don't have outlets and support systems to release like we have to release things you sneeze because you got to release pressure in your face you know you sing because you're feeling emotions and you need to release them and create sounds with your voice and we talk about problems because we need to release that energy Mm -hmm. and i just think it's really beautiful that you know you're making such an effort to be a presence in her life that teaches her that it's okay to be who she is and that it's okay to feel these things. You understand them. You're not mm-hmm. acting like they're foreign. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. You're saying, hey, I deal with this too. And you're trying to find ways to help her cope with that. And she's gonna appreciate that more and more and more as she grows, oh, because well, that, that's a really that beautiful. That means a lot
1: that you say that, it yeah. really does. I, I mean, mean,
0: it's very powerful what you're doing, so.
1: Well, thank you, Yeah, thank you. I mean, you have your challenging days, you really do. Um, but the big, the big thing is to not feel alone. Mm -hmm. And I tell that to her all the time. You're not alone. You got me. You know, you have your mother. You have um, all these, the family that loves you. Yeah. You know, and I just want to make her feel um, not alone. Yeah. You know. It sounds
0: like you're doing a great job. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks so much for being here and for sharing, like opening up about all of this. This is really, really deep, heavy stuff. And Mm. it's beautiful to learn about all of these different parts of your life impacting your journey and how you're creating something that's impacting other people's journeys with Mm. that. I mean, it's like journeyception. Like You're taking things from (laughs) from your own journey and and you're impacting other people, whether it be one song or lyric or a show or just like a full on, you know, somebody who gets to hear all your stuff all the time and and all of that. My hope
1: is that people come to the show and they get sent on a journey. Yeah. Like, I mean, in their minds, you know, I, I want to to take you out of your your normal life. I want you to be able to just feel um, like an escape, you yeah. know. And I hope when people listen, they feel that too, you know, yeah. because life's hard, man. I mean, it can be, it's it can hard. be crazy. Yeah. It's hard,
0: know? but if we can all share what we're going through together, mm-hmm. it just makes it so much less lonely and so much more of a journey that we can appreciate, I think. Mm -hmm. And I I'm really grateful that we had this conversation just on on like a selfish personal level because I think we talked about a lot of things that just I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. Um and like feeling your presence and all of that is very calming and very reassuring. And I'm really grateful for your friendship. Um I don't know, you know, if I've told you this before or how much I've told you, but like when I was going through losing my mom, especially during the pandemic and stuff, like you checked in on me regularly. And Mm -hmm. even though I know that I have been in a place for years where I'm very guarded and like slow to respond to those things because I'm afraid of being vulnerable like that is not something I've ever taken for granted and I really appreciate like your heart and the kind of person you are to care about people like that so thank you
1: absolutely absolutely
0: (laughs) I'm so glad we did this today and I just can't wait to see like what what continues to happen on your musical journey, on your personal journey? Um, I hope you can come back one day and we can, like, touch base. And, like, I'm curious to see, like, in a year yeah. what life is like for you and, and what that I'll looks probably like.
1: Probably I'll have a new band. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> it seems like it's every three years I start. Oh, really? Just kidding. Just kidding. You know, well,
0: maybe um, it'll be you guys, like, plus more, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe you'll just be taking on some more band members.
1: You know what? It's funny you say that because we're actually uh, we're looking for a second guitar player right now. So oh, nice. If you know anybody? Know of anybody um, yeah. or you know anybody listening, hit us up, let us know. For, I have to
0: check my mental we've roster. Got our,
1: our radar out for it. So yeah. we're looking for we're, we just want to kind of expand and make the sound bigger and yeah. also for me to be able to kind of take it off occasionally. Yeah, Yeah, because I kind of feel at times nailed to the ground a little bit. Yeah. So the idea of being able to kind of take it off and then go Closer to the audience. Move your energy
0: around the stage and stuff. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And, yeah, it's a a big thing for – it would be a big thing for us. I think that it would take it to the next level, so to speak. Yeah.
0: You definitely have an energy that needs to be, like, spread throughout the stage and sprinkled onto the audience because it's very infectious. Um, but I'm sure the people like on the other sides of the stage or like in the back would like so appreciate like your movement and getting to
1: feel more of that. I would love to just go out into the audience. Oh, man. I mean? How
0: cool. <laughs> Are you going to do a stage dive one day and just like go for it?
1: <laughs> I don't know. See, I would be the... Um... What is was it school of rock i mean the, yeah. the jack black you know i'd jump off and just
2: <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> such went. a great movie though I love it. yeah I my just, daughter loves that movie yeah <laughs> i just said a couple days ago that i i would really like to rewatch it because i haven't watched it in a few years
1: oh my daughter made me watch it like 10 million times like,
0: <laughs> she's like yeah yes. this is like resonates with me because we have music in our yeah. family no, so. she,
1: she loves it yeah
0: yeah jack black is great that's a great film yeah for sure oh
1: yeah <laughs> it is a really good one but it would be me i'd jump off the stage and just.
0: no 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 that won't happen. People <laughs> will catch you. They'll be like, oh, my God. Ryan touched me. It's so exciting. <laughs> oh,
2: man.
0: That's exciting, though. <laughs> well, I'm super stoked. I can't wait um, to tell everybody, you know, where to find your stuff. We're going to plug all the links below. Uh, so that they can find you. There was one more thing I was going to ask you about just now, but it totally left my brain. So I guess we're going to have to just see. I bet it'll come in like two hours.
1: <laughs> was it the, uh, did you want me to play a song? Yeah,
0: that's it. That's, is that it. that's literally it. <laughs> I asked you to bring your guitar yeah. um, to see if you could play something. I don't know if it's going to work on these microphones. That's okay. So I'm a little nervous, um, but I would be honored if you would play something that feels inspiring to you right now.
1: Well, I'm going to play arise because yes! you said you said that you like arise That's it's, like, it's your favorite song thank so. you
0: oh my god yeah. i feel so excited right now <laughs> okay cool well um let me just tell everybody thank you so much for listening and for being here with us and sharing these conversations with us and um, giving us the space to be vulnerable and hopefully you know the things that we're talking about can make you feel less alone in some of the stuff you're going through. And um, I'm gonna leave the scene for a minute so that Ryan Avila can play a rise by anything but human for you because it's a fucking amazing song. <laughs> so awesome, let's do it.
1: <laughs> okay this is a rise by anything but human. <laughs>
2: What I really hold inside, I won't lie I've been chipping apart and losing faith in everything I gave my life just to chase a dream I believe Now, baby, I know exactly who I am. This person deep within is capable of falling apart. I'll be walking a thin line to the day that I die. Remember this, believe in your.
1: This is where you are.
2: stared into my soul and I tried to find her but I'm left wanting more she hides within there somewhere now,
1: she is free in the city without a care in the world, it's eating me, stinging me,
2: making me grow.
1: Thank you.